Uh, hi, hi, my name's Mark Grist. I live in the British city of Peterborough. I, I used to be an English teacher. I'm approaching middle age and I really want to learn how to rap. Last time on Mark Can't Rap. Which goes back to the one thing that I've been saying that you need more in everything, which is... Uh, you said confidence. No, 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 but in the words, in the writing, in between the lines, what do we need? Oh, we need space. How do you breathe if you don't have space? Yeah. So, I've been writing. I only have three more episodes of this podcast to make before I've got to release my first mixtape. So far, I've got six tracks on the go, and I can't finish any of them. I keep adding a line here, four bars there, some tracks I haven't written much on, some are running on for pages, but I just can't seem to finish what I've started. One day, when I'm in the pub, I bump into a student I used to teach. His name's Lewis. He's been rapping for a few years now. He sometimes sends me his tracks to check out. I ask him whether he'd be happy to speak to me. I don't, I don't like my writing when I've forced it too hard. I can tell when I've forced it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I used to be Lewis's English teacher just over 10 years ago. I, I'm funny, like, I'll start a track or whatever, I'll get halfway through and something else will come into my head, I'll start another track. Yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. about 12 different tracks. This is, down, what, I'm about do- this is what I'm doing. A minute finding. and a half exactly in, yeah. Finding. It's hard to close a minute. Yeah, it's it really is. And you can be, like, close to finish. Yeah, and you can't. Be- and you come with another minute. It, it started off being a three-minute track and now it's, it's like exactly, four and a half minutes. exactly what I'm getting. It's hard. It is hard. I've always liked Lewis. I mean, you're supposed to like all of your students, but I don't know. He was, he was pretty naughty, but he was also a really talented writer. Whenever he got into something, he just got really into it. When I was younger, I used to just write for the sake of writing, not have, like, no structure to it. I'd just write, get it off my chest. Like, that was what it was for. It was just to get it out, get... Do you know, that's how I express myself, kind of thing, but I could never close like that because your emotions, your expression, your passion will never stop. Do you know what I mean? There's always yeah. more to say. So the easiest way yeah. to close it, I thought, is come with a middle, a beginning, a middle, and an end, it? and then you know once you've done your middle, you know, yeah. it, and then you come to the end, and you're like, yeah. right, let's wrap it up now, kind of thing. Ask him about gigs, a UK rapper I've been listening to. What do you think of gigs? Gigs is good. I used to love gigs. Well, I preferred them when, you, when I was younger. When I was in like year nine, year ten, I was smashing gigs. The old albums, let them have it. Gigs, let them have it. it was like one of my. Fa- I'd have it on repeat, like. Yeah, see, I taught you in year eight. Yeah, yeah, eight, year nine. I left in year ten, I think. Yeah, I left at the start of year ten. As the years went by at my school, Lewis picked up some good grades, but he also kept getting in trouble, and his attendance got worse too. Even when I was in school, I was messing about. Do you know what I mean? Just on like random instrumentals with your mates at the park, just chatting bubbles, isn't it? Like back when yeah, you were at Hampton, back then, just just rubbish. Do you know what I mean? Like. I remember the first ever lyric I wrote was LJB to the one, two, three, like, that's how simple it was. Like, my, I remember. My, my, my initials and then, yeah. I think you told me that I might, once. I might have, yeah, yeah. I think you told yeah, me at the end yeah, of an English yeah, lesson yeah, once, yeah, I think you told yeah, me about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I had some old, old stuff. In the end, Lewis got in so much trouble that he just ran out of chances and he had to leave our school a year before his GCSE exams. I was so gutted when it happened. I had no idea what he'd do. I went to college and um, just like a week of it, I was like, I ain't doing this, and it, like, just couldn't hack it in college, and, it, like, and just had my kid, and yeah, just went to prison. Like when I was 19, come out when I was 21, 24 now, do you know what I mean? So I've been out like three years nearly, and I ain't going back to that shit. In case you missed that, 
Lewis just said that he ended up in prison. I hadn't realised that before we'd sat down. Did our school let him down? I can't help but feel like we could have done more for Lewis. I keep thinking about what Inja told me, about how he felt let down by teachers when he was at school. Oh, well, when I was a kid, I hated it all. I hated it all and I wanted to be out of it. I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't read, I didn't do anything like that because no one helped me or showed me the enthusiasm, so I didn't do any of it. I went in there with not many qualifications, you know what I mean? When I come out, I'd fucking cook in radio and music presenting. I've got level two radio and music presenting qualifications sitting in Gil, I've got that in jail, wow. I've got carpentry, I've got yeah. uh, good qualifications that I've helped business management, I've got business management level yeah. two. Like, so when I come out, I've done well, do you know what I mean? I needed it. I was one of them kids, I needed a year. I'm like, oh, I need done. Do you know when you say sometimes prison will sort you out? It was that for me, do you know what yeah, I mean? I yeah. needed it. Like, other people go down the wrong route, they go there and they, do you know what I mean? It's put, do you it's, write about that? Yeah, of course, of course. Is that in your writing? Yeah, of course it is, because I was like one of the, like, that's what I was going to say, like, with content in my music and in my, in my writing, I would, it's, it's real life, and I talk about how, like, yeah. and that's what makes it mine, is because the passion I have for what I'm saying. I don't like, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't write a song with uh, no meaning or with, like, stuff that I hadn't done. I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not talking about stuff I, I have no clue about, do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, talking yeah. about what I've done in my life. Lewis came out of prison with a bunch of extra qualifications and he threw himself into his music. Lewis said he needed prison. I don't know whether it's a good or a bad thing for Lewis. I, I do think it's a good thing that he learned to write about his own experiences. I get back from seeing Lewis. I find myself thinking about how he's learned to write about himself. How brave it is to speak as honestly as he does. And I realise just how little of myself is in my own writing. Later that day, Hello? I make a phone call. Oh, is that Shay? Hi, speaking. Shay's also an MC. She's been rapping and writing poetry for years. She also works with teenagers, helping them to write their own pieces. For me, initially, when I was first, um, when I was first writing little raps and things like that, it was more they were very like, bra like bragging kind of ones. It was like all these show off, like I'm the best and you're not kind of vibe. <laughs> and then, and it was like, oh, watch my skills and stuff. The content, like, I, I guess I hadn't. It wasn't conscious. Like I hadn't thought fully about why what am I saying? What's my message? Why am I saying it? It was more for fun, which is really interesting because now like when I'm teaching or or doing youth work or we're going out on the bus into the estates and kids are writing their first raps even in schools, um, you can see initially all they're doing is writing anything to make it rhyme so that they just have their first bit to stay and they don't really care what, what they're saying or if it makes sense. I tell her how I'm finding things. Can I ask you, so when you're writing, when you're writing at the moment, like to a beat, mm. like, or, or you're writing your hip hop bars, let's just say for the sake of knowing what we're talking about, if you're mm -hmm. writing hip hop, um, are you writing to the actual beat you've got or are you writing bars and then laying it on a beat? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the beat first and then mm -hmm. I'm kind of writing around uh, the beat. I can play you an example if you want to hear an example. If that yeah, that would be good, yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, um, go on. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see if I've got this on here. 
Like that. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> you got your own style going on there. Uh, yeah, do you know what? That was one of the positives that we got from from that is that I, I, at least I've got like a, a my own style. Although a few of the yeah. guys have said that I sound a bit like 90s. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does, actually. I can see that as well. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, okay, so like, what I'd like to know um, is like your writing process. I, I found it really interesting what you said about um, it's it started with lyrics that you liked from other people because actually Tony that was how he advised me to get started was he said to start mm. learning the flows of different artists and how they do things um but what does your writing process look like now like if you're writing I mean it, it, it it's so weird it really depends I, I guess the same way as how you would do poetry like it just depends how you're feeling and stuff like and sometimes your the beat will drive you so where I found that I had my best songs or my best bars or freestyles is I literally loved the beat straight away mm. um, and before it was really handy like when um, you would practice or rehearse like you'd just put a beat on repeat that you proper loved so like back in the day I know everyone rinsed the like mob deep instrument or like for shook ones or like quiet storm and like it would just repeat over and over and you'd, it's such a good beat to like write to and I always found that if you, if there was a beat that you really love or you connect with, whether you're rapping on it, whether you're listening it as a beat, or whether you're listening to it with the artist, original artist on it, if it's a song you really like, I find it really helps you when you want to um, like write to it. The thing is, like, I know like the two beats you just played sounded quite happy. Yeah. Like they're quite bouncy and happy and like the stuff you're saying in that sense. For me, I, like the reason I write is usually I have something to get off my chest or I I, I feel like I want to be moved or I want someone else to be moved by what I'm writing. So I always find that the more honest and deeper and vulnerable bars and stuff I write, that's when my best stuff comes out. And I usually have beats that drive that feeling to me. So like whether they're quite melancholic or or in like, there's very like, minor keys in it or it's like a quite a sad loop then that that inspires the lyrics out of me okay. so I don't know like why you're writing it or you know do you get what I'm trying to say I think that yeah. that's one of the the first things you need to ask yourself is to get to, if you're actually doing this because you you want to try and see how good you're going to actually genuinely be it's very different to if you're doing this as a fun experiment mm. because then you're going to get two completely different results if you're like you know what i want to write two really deep touching tracks and see how i can connect with the audience with this and these are the beats i'm picking versus i'm going to take all this information and see if i apply it how this song is going to come out they're very two different outcomes I think what Shay's trying to say, very politely, is why should I care about anything you're rapping about? What part of yourself are you putting at risk in your work? Where's the truth in this? Which has really got a point. Maybe it's hard to finish these pieces because I don't have anything to say. I need to take more risks. 
yeah you're right and you know what that's more scary to me like even when I like that is definitely more scary to me like trying to trying to say something like even when I started writing poetry I was writing like joke poems where I'd fallen in love with my iPhone or something like that, you know, when... Yeah. And, and like, but didn't... Uh, quite often not try and talk about anything too personal. Mm. That's interesting. Okay, okay. So. I just think that if you... Like, you can try it. Like, you don't have to... You, this doesn't have to be your final song. Yeah. But if you have time, maybe a good task would be if you pick a hip-hop beat that you really like, like, you just like... If, one of your favorite hip hop tracks that you like you just start writing to that and just write about some write about something that's very close to your heart to it and just see how that goes and what comes out of it if it's not for you and you feel like oh you know what this isn't really going anywhere like fine yeah. but i think it would be nice for you to get the other side of that feeling as well you know yeah i think you're right okay i think you're right that's that's really really helpful shay i think that's that seems much some, scarier as well. But yeah, I think but I think thing. that's when yeah, when you, and you know you know this, you teach, you know, and you do poetry. You know that when something's scary or you're most vulnerable, you might actually get the most beautiful thing out of it. Or, you know, just something that allows you to start like triggering something inside you. I, I would be really interested to to hear what you come out with as well. Also, Mark. Yeah. Um, what what? Sorry to interrupt you. What BPM have you been writing to? Do you know? I don't really understand the BPMs. I don't. I literally, I don't know. Like, I what what would you would? I mean, I, I've got one that's quite slow. Um, right. That I was writing to. Um, I've got some. Because I, 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 a beat can feel slow, but it could even be like one forty or one twenty, which is like, for example, like a grime like sounding beat or a trap trappy beat. So. Um, what I was going to say is it's so much easier initially right into like 90 BPM, okay. which is basically like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. If, like, if you, when you play a track or if you ask whoever sent you the track, yeah. um, or even if, if you're going into YouTube and typing like, I don't know, like chilled hip hop instrumental 90 BPM, it will come up just so that you'll know the difference in the drums because... Uh, like all the mob deep like ones I was telling you about, all them kind of old school Nas beats and stuff like that. Most of them were like 90, 95 BPM. They're easier to write to at the beginning. Okay. I like this. This is like homework now, right? Got yeah. To, um... <laughs> Definitely going to send you like a couple of examples. Um, and then even maybe like a couple links to some beats that are quite easy to write to. Oh, that would be really helpful. Cool. So okay. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, no worries. And uh, have a good day. And uh, yeah. So it's an hour later, and Shay has sent through a bunch of beats. She says she wants me to listen to the tracks and see if any stand out. One beat I really liked, a beat by Jay Diller. It was just this piano playing. It sounded really sad and interesting too, sort of resigned and defiant all at the same time. There's hope in there too. And the more I listened to it, the more it reminded me of how I felt as a teenager sometimes. Okay. I've never really talked about this, but it feels like you have to expose something. So all through my life, I've had these periods of time where I've either been really down and depressed, as though I'm out of sync with everyone else, 
just like I feel that there's this wet blanket wrapped around me. Or I have these other periods of time where I'm manic and intense and I believe I can do anything. I get lots done during these times. It's as if the world and everyone else is, is moving too slowly for me, like they just can't keep up. Um, in both cases, as a teenager, I, f I found it really overwhelming. Small things could trigger me spinning out in either direction. It felt a little bit like having some internal switch that could just flip without warning. And I hated it so much. I, I, I really didn't know what to do. There, there were times I felt like I'd never be able to get rid of it. Nowadays, I've learned to identify what can cause that switch to flip. And so I spend my time making sure I keep myself balanced. My wife, Lucy, helps a lot, as does my dog, Boo. And I have a counsellor that I see occasionally, just if I ever start to feel those warning signs. This isn't the kind of thing that I'd normally write about. Most of my friends and family don't really know about it. Even saying this on a podcast, knowing that it's going to be broadcast, feels pretty weird. But, yeah, there it is. I've really struggled with this thing, but I'm on top of it. So I decide to do what Shay recommends. I'll write about it. I start looping this beat. I play it over to myself everywhere I go. And I start writing. After about two weeks, I'm starting to lose my mind. The piece is spiraling all over the place. There's just so much to say. Then I remember what Lewis told me. Just have a beginning, middle, and an end. My beginning. 16 bars and when I first started having these feelings. My middle, 16 bars and when they were at the most intense. And finally, 16 bars about where I am now. That's a structure. That makes sense. Okay. So you've, uh, you've written it? Yeah. Yeah, I've written it. Um, just going to try and give it a go. Take your time. Okay. Ten years old. Look at me. Unsinkable. Ripping it out, my mates, as we head into school. Certain we're invincible. We'd play our games, acing it, kings and queens, picking our teams, till a shot I'd take would miss. And then it's like the tables flip and everything's replaced with this greyness. The clay gripping to my lungs. I don't know what to make of it. I'm nothing like my heroes. The cape won't fit, a weirdo, no escaping it. I feel choked. Tears flow, days later wake. And I'm the greatest. I'm lit up, I'm singing in recitals. I'm brimming, high on winning, I won't listen. No, I'm certain I'm the best that you've got. Catch me acting like a demigod. Best friends left to rot. I find it hard to breathe here at the very top and down again. What has come over me? It's so extreme, I scare myself. What does bipolar mean? Why do I fly so high? Nights I can't go to sleep. When will this grip in my chest let go of me? By 17, I let it get the best of me. Purple hair and shredded jeans. Hanging with my friends seemed to have it all together. Good health, 
a tight home, no enemies, but still so much stress in me at nights I couldn't get to sleep without agonizing over when this switch would flip, pinning me down again, or else I'd be lifted up, making plans frantically, letting people vanish, like they couldn't understand it. It's just me, I'm alone on my own planet, and the shame that remained in those middle days. How can you think like this? Then the switch flips and you're out of sync. All you say is sounding shit, everyone's frowning, it won't go away, going out feels like drowning. Till one night, so done, I climbed out on my windowsill, ground far below me, gripped with my fingers, still night, held tight, felt my head throb, it'd be so much easier to just step off. Moving on to middle age, and look at me. I'm jogging in the mornings. My drinks are mostly sugar-free. I'm good, it seems. My manic days are limited. I stay away from windowsills. Some days are a bitter pill, but any time I flip that switch, I know that it's a fallacy. I just skate the ground with a wife and a dog and a mortgage and a counsellor. I take my days easier. I hold back on social media. I learn to soothe my ego when I'm selling out in the theatres. And so other green fishes, lean dishes, how to deal with this scene and what it means as we're struggling upstream. This is just one more being who's given up their scribblings. I'm not sure you win with this, but I'm done with giving in. And there's no point denying if there's highs and lows inside us. I mean, I'll keep on striving. If those forces get too violent, just speak up. Believe me, it's okay not being fine. Just remember without pressure, you can't hope to hone a diamond. Searching in the darkness for a light switch. The moment that you find it, you're blinded by the brightness. And by the time your sight's adjusted, night's coming. This might all be for nothing, but still it's time to write it. How'd you feel? Yeah, all right, I think. That sounds okay. It's now three days later. Me and Ross are now standing outside Sam's bar in the centre of Peterborough. Inside, it's the weekly open mic night. And I've put my name on the bill to perform. Okay. okay. <laughs> this, is ha this, is ha this is happening now. Yeah. At 9.15pm, that's about five minutes from now, I'm supposed to go on stage and rap this new piece to a room full of people, and I'm so scared I can barely move. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm more nervous than you are. No. No, I'm more no, nervous you're, you're... than you are. I'm definitely more nervous than you are. Writing this new piece wasn't easy, but this next step is going to be even harder. This podcast was written by me, Mark Grist, and produced by Ross Sutherland. Uh, you can listen to Ross's podcast, Imaginary Advice, online as well. We've attached a link in the description to the show. This podcast is supported by Arts Council England. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.